Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. This show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some killer free ebooks as well as drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to the toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com slash toolbox. That's where you'll get the fundamentals of dating and attraction such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, all that stuff that's more important than you might think. We've got boot camps running every single month here in California. Details at theartofcharm.com, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you guys here at The Art of Charm. Enjoy. Hey, guys. Welcome to a special Toolbox episode, including AJ Harbinger from The Art of Charm. We're going to be talking about meeting women and how it's more about mindset than location, but we're going to tackle location, the easy one this week, with a show about where to meet women. And so if you're slumming it or whatever, here's where you can meet quality women, and you know who you are. We're going to talk about how to meet women at bars and clubs, as well as the grocery store, some other areas you've never even thought about, using Yelp and other tricks to make yourself a high-value customer, how to party with the staff and become an inside guy in a venue, as well as meeting women online at yoga or another exercise class, and a few other places that will likely surprise you. So enjoy this episode of The Toolbox, including AJ from The Art of Charm. All right, guys, welcome back. Now, we get a lot of this question from guys who move to a new city and they want to hit the ground running, which is, where do I meet women? And a lot of times it's a crutch excuse where guys actually don't have maybe the right skill set or they don't have the right mindsets, but at least we can get rid of one objection, which is you don't know where to meet women. So we've got AJ in studio here. What's up, guys? And we are going to help you fill in some blanks on where you can meet high-quality women, not just the uh, gross ones that you've probably been slumming it with. <laughs> well... We'll start with the easy one, right? Bars and nightclubs. Uh, everyone knows it's where you can meet women, but a lot of guys fret over which ones to go to and don't want to waste a lot of time. So uh, I'm going to give you guys a couple tricks to, one, find the right venue to meet quality women, and then, two, to set yourself up for success within the venue. So number one, uh, nightlife is a social environment. So anyone who goes out is going to be used to being approached and being social. I mean, that's legitimately why we get ready to go out and have fun. So the important thing is to realize that you're not going to be rejected just by talking. So 
that's why this is a great venue. You can easily talk to a lot of people in one night and get a lot of opportunities in that you probably couldn't get at the park or even at the mall sometimes. So bars and clubs are a great place to start. Number two, most important thing, you yourself need to be going out to have fun. So obviously we want to find venues that we're comfortable in, not venues where we're not going to like the music, we might not like the atmosphere, um, and we're certainly not going to like the crowd. So one of the tricks that you can do to find the perfect venue for you is to go on Yelp, which reviews bars and restaurants and uh, uh, numerous uh, services, including the Art of Charm, and do a little research, right? So hop on Yelp, type in bar with your zip code, and then start looking for the bars that have better reviews, Okay, that's first and foremost. Whoever has good reviews is probably going to get a lot of clientele and uh, people are going to enjoy hanging out there. So that's good. The second thing is dig a little deeper. So now that you've gone through the reviews, look for reviews with hot girls, right? We want girls reviewing the place positively. We don't just want bros being like, yeah, they have cheap beer and the bathroom doesn't smell like piss. We want girls saying, I had a lot of fun here. Me and my girlfriends were taken care of. Uh, we did a birthday party. So places that have birthday parties and bachelorette parties tend to be places where women feel comfortable and safe, which obviously is where we want to be. We don't want to be in a dive bar where we're only going to have one or two opportunities. Right. Now, what about once we find the bar that we dig or that sort of matches our demographic, our target demographic, if you will, how do we get to be kind of a cool regular there or is that important at all? Yeah, it's, it's very important that basically you set up a few places as home base. It's going to help quite a bit. Uh, if they're close to your house so that this way you have an easy way to meet lots of people and then bounce them back to your place for you know an after party or maybe it's her bounce her back to your place so we want to find bars within our area through the yelp search uh, predominantly bars that women enjoy and there's a few that uh, we go to in fact with our guys in la and that's how we found field night venues so this trick works then once we get to the bar we want to get there a little bit early Okay, the first couple times we're going to check out the bar, get there before it's slammed, before the staff can't really interact with you because they're just hustling so many drinks. And in fact, Johnny and I just did this uh, last weekend. We went out to a new bar that opened up in Hollywood. We got there early and we propped down at the bar and we just start shooting the shit basically with the bartenders. We ask, oh, what's what's the drink specials like? Um, what's the crowd like? How long you guys been open? Uh, just little sil simple things like that that allow us to get the conversation going with the bartender. Then, of course... Guys, you know the show. We bantered with her. We yeah. started to banter a little bit, put a smile on her face, and then we realized once it got a little more crowded that we were going to bounce out. But we laid the groundwork. So now we start meeting the staff. And when the staff recognizes you as a fun person who's not the one snapping their fingers at them or yelling, hey, chief, get me a drink, but instead making it easy on their night, then they're going to remember your face and serve you first. Right. So – that's kind of an important don't right there is you can go in you can go in early you can banter with the bartender and stuff like that and the staff but it's probably bad news to then turn into like oh that guy again these guys these guys are annoying like what are, what are some sort of ways that we can shoot ourselves in the foot well we can then demand attention or expect the attention when things are really slammed you have to understand staff are working so it's our job to make their job easier because then we stand out in a positive way Okay, so we chatted up the door guy who checked our ID, and then we told him, yeah, I would like the place. We'll be back. Okay, so we just set up a little bit of being on the radar in a positive way. Then, after going there a few times, getting to know the staff, start to recognize faces. Pay attention to other people that tend to go there a lot. They are the regulars and the locals. They're kind of the gatekeepers as well. 
So if you think of the staff as the ultimate gatekeeper to like getting good service and not having to wait in line or not having to wait for a drink, then the regulars by proxy are the staff's closest buds. So if you're in cool with them, then naturally the whole group of staff is going to open up to you more. And that's literally what happened in uh, the nightclub episode that Derek – uh, in the nightclub episode, we talk a lot about this with Derek as well. You know, we met Derek through a friend, and then he introduced us to a few other regulars. And next thing you know, the whole everyone who goes to the club frequently was aware of us, and we became the cool people. So that's setting up a bar to work for you, right? Now, once you're a local and you're a regular, we're going to use a little thing called propinquity, okay? This is scientifically-based way to build attraction. People like other people that they see quite a bit of, okay? So if you think about that girl that lives on your floor or maybe your coworker who when you first met him, you weren't like, oh, my God, she's drop-dead gorgeous. But probably the second month working with her, you're like, wow. She grows know? on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So use this to your advantage, right? Be the person that hangs out at the bar that's always seen having fun, and you're naturally going to see other people start to gravitate to you over time. And by the you know four weeks of going there, maybe once a night and spending a little bit of money – you're going to have the regulars working for you, the staff working for you, and then you take care of the staff. This is also very, very, very important. You need to tip well. And tipping well typically is 20%. I know it sounds like a lot, but honestly, that's going to go a long way towards those crazy slam nights where, you know, next thing you know, you can't get a drink for an hour. Or maybe you brought a girl that you really want to impress there, and all of a sudden you're waiting like all the other schmoes. Right. And it, it's kind of funny, too, because when you think, like, 20%, I'm not made out of money. It's usually, like, a dollar. Right. When it's you like do a dollar or two a drink. If you open a tab, it's always 20 And the great part about that is you set yourself up so much more than the guys who are, like, scrimping over 50 cents on a beer or like right. just giving her a couple bucks. And next thing you know, when the staff's having fun and letting loose a little bit, guess what? They're pouring you a shot. Right. Or they're comping you a drink on the house because they know you've always taken care of them. I can add as well to Yelp. I, I'm sort of obsessed with Yelp and my girlfriend's obsessed with Yelp too. So when we write Yelp reviews for a bar or even a dinner place, good or bad, if we have bad service, a lot of times the manager answers. So I'll be like, this place is awesome. I went here on a Tuesday night, and the service was cool, and the drink was really good, and I had a great steak, and I had them put some thing on there that the chef recommended, and it was amazing. You should always get that. And then the manager or the owner will be like, hey, next time you're in, ask for me. My name's Jeremy. I got a, a gift for you. And you'll go back, and it'll be like, I've had everything from here's some free dessert to here's a drink on the house to we're just going to comp your whole meal for your girlfriend and you because that Yelp review was awesome and it made all the staff look good in front of the manager. I mean there's places that I still go to that I Yelp reviewed a year ago where routinely 33 to 50% of my check is taken off and anything new the chef is working on comes to the table for free because they're just like this is a guy who constantly gives us props. Another thing I've done is made comments you know, hey, don't listen to this bad review. This guy obviously didn't order the fish or whatever. And they love that because Yelp is something that's so far outside their control. And usually people only complain at Yelp. Right. So you're setting yourself up in the positive light that, again, is going to make you memorable. Okay. So that's bars and nightclubs. Obviously, everyone knows we have tons of podcasts dedicated to that. But I know some guys bitch and moan saying, I don't really like bars. I don't really like clubs. But I want to set myself up for success in meeting people. That's great. But the one last thing I want you guys to think about when it comes to bars and clubs is ask the staff where they go to hang out, right? If they're not working, what are some venues they go to? If it's if you just move into town, that's a very normal question. Like, hey, I'm checking out the area. I really like the vibe of this bar. Can you recommend any other places? 
And you're probably going to have a lot of fun in the venues where nightlife industry people go because naturally that's a great environment. They don't tend to go to bars that suck. They actually have a lot more knowledge about nightlife than you do. So use that to your advantage. Yeah, sometimes you'll go out and especially when I'm in San Francisco or another town that I don't know that well uh, yet, I'll ask at a restaurant, like, hey, we want to go out for a drink after this. Where should we go? And the staff usually goes, well, everybody goes next door to blah, blah, blah. But honestly, our staff goes down this street, through this alley, and in this place, and it's got like seven seats, but it's all the bartenders from all the hotels after hours go there because that bartender pours the best drinks in town or like makes right. specialty cocktails. So now you're in this like cool place that's not overpriced with every bartender from the Hilton all the way up to the Mandarin Oriental. And you're you know you're not paying for crappy like Bud Light on draft. And now place. you're in their circle, right? So right. now not only the bartenders at your favorite bar like you, but bartenders at other bars that you haven't been to see you as the cool in the know guy, right? That's going to position yourself well for um, actually getting involved in the nightlife industry if that's what you're interested in using that hookup. Now, once we actually get to the bar and we're having a good time, we got to know the staff. We also want to set ourselves up for success within the bar, okay? I like to work smart, not hard, which means when I'm going out, I don't want to put in a lot of effort running around chasing women. And a lot of guys on our field nights here at the Air Charm programs also get in this rut where you basically start doing laps around the bar and only look for, like, lone wolf or a couple girls here or there. Instead, pick an area that's right next to a high-traffic area. So if we can picture the bar, most bars will have what I call an elbow. Okay, that's where two corners of the bar meet. Those tend to be really highly trafficked areas where people will go and order beverages and easily squeeze in and out of the bar. So post up around that area and just naturally from the flow of the bar, people are going to be in your party zone, your party bubble we call it, which is basically arm's length. So if you're having fun in a moderately high traffic area just outside of it so you're not getting bumped, you're going to encounter a hell of a lot more people than you would hanging out in the corner with your buddies at a table or even against the wall, right? And now, if you notice, I haven't really moved. I've let the room work to me. So typically this area, the elbow of the bar is a great area, or go towards the middle of the bar but stand about three feet away from the bar, which is great because whenever someone orders a drink, what's the first thing they do? They turn away from the bar, and then they're going to see you. Oh, right. And if they see you first having a good time, it's very easy to get a casual conversation going. Toss out a banter line. You look like trouble. What are you drinking? It's very easy to get that interaction going versus working up all the courage you have to walk across the room to that one girl. And once people start seeing fun form around you, they're going to start moving towards you, right? So you're going to become the center of attention. And if you do this week in and week out, by the time a month rolls around, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces. Girls are going to be getting in your area instead of you chasing girls, which ultimately is an approach. So now you've had the bar work for you. And I, I feel so bad when we go out and we see other uh, guys running programs or other single guys who just think, you know, you just got to chase these girls around the bar. Yeah, just show up and run after them, and eventually one of them will give up. And Right, and what ends up happening is you, you send out a lot of red flags to the rest of the girls being like, I don't want to be the next target for him. Instead, if you're situated in an area where lots of people can see you, but people are just casually conversing with you, you can run the same amount of game without actually being called out on it. Right? That's the thing. It's a lot more stealth, and it's just a lot more fun. I, I choose to work out during the day, not at night. I don't need to be running laps. I'm not trying to do cardio when I'm going out trying to meet people. 
So that's how we, we set the, ourselves up for success within the venue. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay, so that's nightlife. I'm sure a lot of guys are like, yeah, okay, AJ, we get it. Nightlife is a great place to meet women. But there are a few other things that I think a lot of guys don't think about that allow you to sharpen your skills outside of meeting women, but also allow the potential to be social with plenty of women that you probably wouldn't be normally meeting in your everyday life. Yeah, where else can we do it? Because a lot of guys are like, I'm not a bar and club guy, or I live in Boise, well, probably not Boise, but bumfuck Egypt or whatever, like Canada, where else can I go? Or I hate drinking, or 
I can't stand noise. I mean, there's a million reasons that people don't want to go to bars and clubs. Usually it's anxiety and they're masking it with another excuse, but we'll let right. that slide you for know, there's Well, there's sort of two categories there. There's the category of, like, I'm helpless. I live in a city where no one lives. I can't really help you there other than sending you some moving information and maybe a company that will help you pack your stuff. But hmm. quite honestly, like, set yourself up for success. Don't cry about your situation. If you don't live in an area that has social environments or some of the other things we're going to talk about, then maybe you should think about relocating and making your commute to work a little bit longer, right? You can't expect just an endless stream of women to be at your door if you live in the middle of nowhere. So set yourself up within a city that's you know small to, to large size but has a social uh, energy to it. You know, Some of these cities like Boca Raton, unless you're retired, you're probably not going to be meeting <laughs> girls in your demographic. Right. Well, depends on what your demographic is, huh? I, but yeah, I get you. But most small to medium-sized towns will have a few of these scenes, okay? One of them being the art scene. Most small towns, even when we lived in, in the suburbs of Detroit, there were coffee shops and small art galleries. College that would, towns have this right. like a million times over. And they would host events, you know, weekly or biweekly, where a new artist would showcase his material and you'd see a lot of artists who are in the know, but then also people who picked up the city, the local paper that advertises these events, right? The great part about art nights is, as I said, it brings a diverse group of people, but it also makes it easy to strike up a conversation, right? Most people there aren't going to know each other. They came for the art. So it's really easy for you to make a comment, make an observation about the art. Does it move you or do you not understand it? Um, and even ma make your way over to the artist by showing the artist who's put his stuff on display a little bit of respect and giving him some value. Hey, great job. I really like this work. I really like this one piece. Naturally, everyone else in the room is going to see that this is a cool, calibrated guy. That's what we're going for. Now, the great part about this is if you find a uh, bar nearby before, do a little prep, right? You can bounce people from the art gallery when things start to wind down and be like, hey, I know this great place down the street. Let's grab a drink. So now you have an easy thing to talk about to get the conversation going with women, and you have a bounce strategy, someplace to take them. And in venues like this, I found that it's always easier to approach groups of two or more, Okay. If someone's alone, that means either their significant other or their friend is, like, getting a drink or in the bathroom, and then you seem a little sharky. Right, yeah. Um, or they maybe just don't want to be socialized with, which is fine. So in groups of two or more, if it doesn't go well, you can easily bounce without the one person feeling weird or awkward. And you can easily ask them how they know each other, how they find out about this event. Oh, where, where in the city, whereabouts in the city do they live? These are all, like, normal, easy questions for you to figure out hey, are they on a date? Is he with her? Or is it just two girlfriends? Or is it a, a guy that is her coworker? Right? This is very easy conversation that happens in all these art venues all the time. So now we've diversified. We're not just trolling bars, which can be a lot of work. And I know not everyone's comfortable in bars, so that's fine. Okay, that makes sense. And then you kind of just bounce them out to another place, that the, the girl and the random beret-wearing guy that they came to the art thing with, to another place. And what happens if, if you if you blow it, you can always move on to something else because it's not a high-pressure environment. It's not that social by nature. Or Yeah, and the, the great part about it is, right, it's not a venue that you're probably going to be returning to and seeing the same right. people over. Different galleries have different types of art, so it's probably not going to be the same group of people every week, right? The quote-unquote regulars at the bar that you don't want to blow it with. Art nights attract people who are only interested in that art, and if it's photography or painting, 
it changes. So there's a lot more diversity there. And people who don't enjoy nightlife as well are still going to check out an art show, are still going to be invited by their friend. So you're not going to get the typical, like, bottle rats or gold-digging girls or some of the stereotypical women that obviously only go to bars that we're not interested in, right? This is going to attract a group of people who have some sort of culture to them, are a little more tapped into the, the community. Sure. Okay. And what else? What about if I'm into active stuff and I don't know anything or don't care about art? Yeah, the the third thing that I definitely recommend everyone do is get some rhythm, right? I'm a white boy. I don't know how to dance um, myself. I took a little bit of dancing when I was younger, but uh, over time I've picked up a few moves that are my go-to moves. So it works out great when I'm in a bar. I'm comfortable dancing. But if you aren't, take a dance class. And why? Because there are predominantly women in these dance classes. If you go to a salsa class, check out an intro class, you're going to see that more than half the class is women. So now, not only do you get a chance to flirt with some women who you, again, can invite to other events, but you're also going to get practice on your footwork and leading, which is a very important skill when it comes to meeting and attracting women. Women want to be led, and if you can feel comfortable leading someone through a dance move like a salsa or something along those lines, naturally the physical component and the leading component in your dating life is going to come a lot more easy to you. So we actually encourage a lot of our guys after their program to hop on a dance class, and we get tons of rave reviews saying it was one of the better decisions they've ever made. So even if you're not, like, super drawn to salsa, this is a great way to find some new people in a fun activity which adds to your dating repertoire, right? No girl has ever seen a guy dance good and been like, uh, turned off. Yeah. A guy who knows how to move and have fun is going to be a turn-on. Yeah, it's always fun, you know. It's something that most guys can't do. It's not necessarily mandatory, but it definitely – if you're not a good talker and you're a good mover, you can still get really, really far. Um, we actually get letters from guys who are like, I'm a really good dancer, but I suck at everything else. And they're still like, I'm having sex with lots of girls, and then they don't like me. And I'm like, okay, we're starting from a slightly different place than most people who write in. It's funny. Uh, we typically have one guy on every program who like loves the dance floor, and then we have a handful of guys who are afraid of the dance floor. Yeah. You want to be somewhere in the middle, <laughs> not afraid of it, but necessarily not the greatest dancer. You don't have to be that. But you want to at least feel comfortable with moving and not being embarrassed, right? A lot mm -hmm. of us have shame tied to our old dance moves or maybe in high school or middle school. Um, it didn't work out so well for us on the dance floor. But going to a class and getting over that embarrassment and learning how to touch and lead are very important skills to have when we're trying to meet and attract women. Absolutely. And, of course, there's tons of girls in the classes, and that's always fun too because you can make friends with them. Don't try to, you know – Shit where you eat, though, right? Maybe make friends with those girls, but not try to date every girl in your dance class. Right. The important thing is to set yourself up as the guy who has options and is fun so that you bring them into your life and encourage them to bring their friends into your life, right? So, again, if you do the legwork and you know about an art gallery opening and you're in your salsa class and you say, hey, I'm checking out this gallery opening. Why don't you bring a few of your friends? Now, all of a sudden, you're the connector. You're more sought after than just the guy who's like, hey, what's up, or shamelessly hitting on everyone for the date you know it's not all about just getting one or sorry it's not all about just getting every single girl you meet into bed it's about creating a vibrant social life that's going to welcome in more girls than you know how to handle nice and what about guys who are like all right i'm definitely not going to do dance classes because that's terrifying slash i don't want to do it and i don't like art what do i do this is uh pretty much a common sense at this point for listening to the show women love humor right Humor can open people up. Laughter is nature's medicine. So sharpening your wit is going to be 
a great way for you to get better at flirting and attracting women. So another thing we encourage guys to do is take an improv class, right? An improv class is just entry-level comedy. It's you in a class playing out silly skits and games that allow you to think on your feet and think on your feet in a humorous, fun way. And for a lot of guys who are analytical, maybe you're in front of the computer all day, you're an engineer, or even you're in the military and you don't really get a chance in a professional way to be humorous or kind of crack jokes, it can be hard if you then have to go out to the bar and try to stretch those muscles. So improv is a great way to meet fun, laid-back people, lots of women included, and a great way for you to sharpen your banter skills, which are going to be very important when you actually do approach and start talking to these women. Um, Not only that, it's really easy to become part of that social circle in a class like that. Why? Because you're doing embarrassing things. And anytime you do embarrassing things in front of other people, you naturally become more connected to them. So if you're looking to really, like, energize your social circle in a new town, maybe you graduated or got a new job and you don't really know anyone, join an improv class, join a dance class where you are going to screw up. You are going to fuck some shit up here or there. But so is everyone else. So naturally, at the end of the class, they've all kind of put themselves out there a little bit more. So they're going to be more willing to hang out with you outside of class. They're going to feel more connected to you naturally. And this is a phenomenon that we even see happen in our classes here where guys stay with us for a week. You do a couple things. You make a couple mistakes in front of some other people. They're making mistakes. And by the end of the week, you guys are so close you feel like brothers. The same effect happens in an improv class and a dance class where you're learning a new skill and making mistakes. Excellent. And and now what about the obvious sort of offshoot of that, which is meeting women online? I mean, it's not an offshoot of improv, but everybody's meeting girls online. You know, if you're not doing online dating, you're kind of missing a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I know for a fact that online dating has really caught fire here in L.A. And, and pretty much every woman I've come across in the past six to eight months is, is on Tinder. Now, I know it might not be all over the world yet, unfortunately. But women are online dating. The stigma is gone, and people are actively pursuing their potential mates online. And some of these apps, like Tinder, allow you to set up a profile pretty much instantly. So if you're not doing it, then you're definitely depriving yourself of a real channel to meet women. Tinder's really good, and there's actually a bunch of stuff that we have on our site that's like hacking. In fact, some of the guys in the alumni group talk about like hacking Tinder, and it's pretty brilliant. Some of their strategies are pretty brilliant. There's a lot of advantages you can have to meeting women online if you already have your proverbial shit together from listening to the show and putting that stuff into practice. Because obviously if you get a, a date and you don't know how to behave, you're, you're back to square one. But it's really, it's really easy to meet lots of girls in high numbers online. And then if you have your stuff together, you can really knock it out of the park. Do we have any tips for guys, like quick tips? Obviously we should do a whole show on meeting women online. But do we have any quick tips for guys that they can sort of dive into right away? Yeah, I mean – it. In my experience, there's kind of three layers or levels to this. People who end up paying for an online dating site tend to really be seeking commitment. Uh So if you think you're going to hop on Match and just find a bunch of fuck buddies or like one-night stands, you're doing it wrong, right? You're in the (laughs) wrong location for that. OkCupid is one of those free online dating sites that tends to attract a younger crowd and tends to be more of the hookup culture. And then really there's Tinder, which is like minimal effort on both parties, Um, part. So essentially, she may like your picture, she may ping you back, but some girls hopped on Tinder on a drunken night or their friend set it up and then they forget about it. So it's really, really low effort. But if you get good at crafting a profile, which I'll break down in a minute, and also sending some message that stands out, you're going to 
destroy compared to all these other guys. And we've actually had a few of our alumni create female profiles just to yeah. see like what's being sent on Tinder, right? To do a little back um, a reverse engineering and see what the competition is doing. And it really is pretty laughable. Yeah. Right? It's, just, it's like, hey, what's up? Or like, are you DTF? Or just like, you're gorgeous. Yeah. Which obviously, if you're sending to someone that you've only seen five pictures, know nothing about their personality, it's a little off-putting. And if you spell gorgeous wrong, which is like 90% of the time, it can't spell. So it really is important that you set up a profile that has great pictures of yourself and not just headshots, okay? This is something that a lot of guys screw up. They think, if I just take a picture of my abs and then the rest of them will be headshots, I'm good. She wants to see your whole body, head to toe. So you need to have a few action shots, preferably of you really enjoying yourself and doing an activity that you love and are passionate about, right? I'm not asking you to fake it if you're not a rock climber don't run to a rock climbing course, take a picture to get the hell out of there. Showcase your personality through your pictures and active pictures tend to kill it. If you have pets, include them in the photo. That one actually is really surprising, but women respond really well to pictures of you, whether it's with your cat or your dog. Dogs tend to perform better than cats, but either way, pictures with animal, with an animal shows that you're safe and comfortable and most likely women do enjoy the company of animals as well. They either like dogs or cats. So that's a great way to, again, show a rounded personality. Lennon and McCartney, Jagger and Richards, Watson and Crick, AJ and Johnny. What about the perfect duo when it comes to growing your business? Well, that's you and Shopify. That's right, Johnny. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling your own fire merch or promoting your productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, as well as millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And AJ, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands that you love, giving your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash charm. Go to shopify.com slash charm now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash charm. All right, let's get back to the good stuff. And what about those like taglines? You know, you usually have like a personal motto or something that goes in there. And a lot of people just choose like a cliche or some lame quote or like, 
you know, right. keep on trucking or whatever, you know. We like to choose something along the lines of banter, right? Silly, playful, and a bit ironic. We want it to be something that if she reads it, she probably hasn't read before. She hasn't seen on another guy's profile. So we're projecting that we're fun and, hey, for us, maybe even Tinder was a whim as well. So your tagline and photos are going to be the most important. And then on Tinder especially, what she's going to be looking for is do you guys have similar interests? And hopefully you guys have a couple mutual connections. Someone in your vast social circle um, is connected to her in some way. That's going to build that trust. That's going to allow her to feel safe enough to give you the phone number and actually meet up. Now, the one thing that is really funny about this is a lot of guys – then go on these Tinders and the dates go awful and they just kind of write those girls off. Right. You should not be writing off any woman that you bring into your life, even if it's romantically. This is very important. The more women you just have in your life, in your social circle, the more opportunities you're going to have, period. So even if maybe she was a dud, you should definitely friend zone her and keep inviting her out to fun stuff and keep it friendly, but don't continue to flirt and push it forward physically. That's really important because if you are starting a social circle in a new city, you don't know very many people, and all of a sudden you only have a couple guy friends and that's it, what happens if you're trying to throw a dinner party and invite a girl that you're really interested over and you know you don't have anyone there or it doesn't seem clear that you're comfortable around women? So don't disregard those women who you don't fall in love with on the Tinder date or the OkCupid date. Keep them in, in your social circle. Keep inviting them to the fun bar nights and the, the art nights that you're going to. Just make sure that you keep the physical to a minimum. Okay. And so how do you – so you sort of can friend zone these girls almost on purpose. Yeah. Ideally, what you want to have is you want to have a social circle that's you know 60% men, 40% women. And that means some of these women that you met online keep in the loop. That's all it means. And then ultimately, once you have sort of a balanced social circle like that, it's going to be very easy to welcome more people into your life. So we want to make sure that we're not just going one zero with every girl, Mm. right? Because there's a good chance that she might have a friend that's perfect for you. And if you were able to have a good time, even though there wasn't chemistry, she's going to remember that you're just a cool guy. Okay. And so what what are guys right now are like, okay, what do I say when I have Tinder? Can we just give them like... Yeah, so here's a great tagline that's been killing it for a couple of our guys uh, on the family page. The great tagline is, I used to be afraid of gardening until I decided to grow a pear. Pear (laughs) spelled P-E-A-R, right? It's a play on words. It's playful. It's silly. And ultimately, it showcases that you don't take yourself too seriously. A lot of guys, unfortunately, with their tagline are trying hard, trying to impress. You know, I drive a Maserati. I live here. I'm a lawyer. The rest is handy, Right. right? That type of stuff does not ring true with women. They do not find that stuff to be attractive, at least not the quality women that we're going for. So be charming, be witty, and be a little ironic, right? Word plays are great. Really tone down the sexual innuendo. You don't want to position yourself as only DTF. Although you may be DTF, it's actually going to turn away a lot of women who would have been DTF. And we've had a number of guys try this on their Tinders as well and report back with these same results. So keep the sexual innuendo until you have a match, right? She's looked at your picture. She said she likes it, and now you guys are messaging. It's okay to take it sexual there, but don't put it sexual in your profile. Okay, great. So you can sort of escalate it, but don't broadcast it. Right. Got it. 
to actually give these greater effect, I think we'll take these examples and put them in the little blog post blurb so you guys can see exactly what it looks like in writing. Okay. But here's some great Tinder openers that we've had tested ourselves and our friends have tested that are working really well. Uh, number one, a nod to what's in her profile is going to go a little bit further than, oh, my God, you're hot, or, oh, my God, what's up? we got to hang out. So you had me at and then reference something in her profile, dot, 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 let's get married, right? It's ridiculous that just by reading her profile you would propose to her, but it's going to set you apart from everyone else. And it's going to show her that you took just a split second of time to actually pay attention. We've had guys who just, like, right swipe everyone. Right. You know, just like, yes, 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 match. By taking a split second and actually having a nod to her profile, she's going to feel a bit of a stronger connection with you than just any of these other ones. So that one's gold. Um, The second one that we love right now is will you go to prom with me? Uh, A buddy of mine told me about it, and we've been testing it out, and it's actually killer because it puts her in that – that mindset of like prom high school silly and it's a role play that she could easily follow along with right you can ask her what color the corsage should be (laughs) if you should pick her up in the convertible or the suv there's a lot of give and take and play that can go on over tinder um just based on that one line so that's been killing it in terms of responses another good one is well you, you obviously have great taste you both right swipe so you both liked each other um, that's pretty silly. And then just the standard classic banter line that I love to use, you look like trouble, uh, smiley face or winky face. And it is very important that we do use emojis, emoticons, because as we know, written words don't convey the emotion that we're trying to portray. And for some of these lines where we're trying to be silly and playful, if you don't add a smile or a winky, it doesn't perform as well. Okay, so make sure to add the winky face. And we can definitely have another show about just online dating or just mastery of this particular stuff. Uh, what about things like the yoga class? I mean, we've always recommended yoga class, but we never really talk about it. Yeah, I definitely have this mantra of fish where the fish are, right? So I want to go to places where there's going to be lots of women to make it easy on myself. And it was so random. Basically, in college as a freshman, I, on a whim, signed up for a Pilates class with my sister and my mom because they wanted uh, basically to get this class done over the summer. So I was in between semesters. I was like, sure, why not? I'll take Pilates. I was the only guy in the class. Like, it was ridiculous. And the girls loved watching me struggle to do all the different (laughs) exercises, and I had a good time with it. I was playful. So by the end of it, I was actually chatting up the girls in class more than I was my sister and my mom. And I realized, like, wow, this is a great opportunity to not only – physically work on myself and improve myself, but I'm now meeting girls with zero competition, right? Right. Wouldn't you kill to be in a bar where it's just 20 girls and you're the only option? Well, yeah. that's essentially what a yoga or Pilates class is. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's interesting. And a lot of people, it's kind of in alignment with a lot of our values, right? Like health is an important part of being successful in your whole life, not just with women. So you're taking care of yourself at the same time and demonstrating that you're interested in that and meeting a bunch of chicks with the same value system and go to any bar and tell a guy that you're taking yoga and he'll probably snicker right so most girls are going to be wowed by the fact that you own your masculinity enough to take a pilates or yoga class and a lot of towns have free classes right it's not even that big of a commitment i know here in la there's a few studios that have free classes there's even outdoor yoga so it's definitely an opportunity for you to again meet lots of people predominantly women with low effort right not having to get drunk at a bar for four hours trolling Right, low investment, high reward, plus a little bonus on the side there. Now, another one that I have, I don't think I've ever really heard too many people talk about, and that's volunteering. Um, 
mostly women tend to volunteer, right? They're the compassionate caregiver side. A lot of guys don't, or they only maybe do it around the holidays. But signing up for an animal shelter or a soup kitchen or Habitat for Humanity, right? Building something, being physical with your hands. These are great opportunities to meet really down-to-earth great people, right? She's not going to be at the bar because tomorrow morning she's building a Habitat for Humanity home, right? right. Isn't that a high-quality woman that you'd want in your life? So why don't you participate yourself? And you get the added benefit of helping someone, right? Helping other people who are less fortunate than you. It's meaningful work. And again, it sets you up as a hell of a lot more approachable. It's a great way to network too because those organizations are usually full of high-value people. So you might be cleaning out a river or working at like some animal thing and then like the, there's politicians and local people who are really networked like the superstar PTA mom who knows everyone in town are also at those same events or organizing those events and they're predominantly women or like grown older dudes in a lot of ways so if you're a younger guy and you're volunteering and it's like you and your buddy it's all it's a, they're going to probably come up and be like make it a point to thank you for being there and be like well, how did you guys hear about this like thanks for coming by and then suddenly they're like why don't you join us i mean you and i kind of did some sort of stuff like this in Ann Arbor not as much volunteering per se, but networking. And there was that older couple that invited us to like all those hospital dinners where it was like catered, really awesome food. And everyone there was like a surgeon or some donor in Ann Arbor. And we were just kind of hanging out, drinking and eating for free and chit-chatting with people. I mean, people that tend to spend their time for meaningful causes or or passions of them tend to be really well-rounded, ideal people in terms of a mate. So these are great places to, to find the right people, right? You can definitely find these people in bars and nightclubs, but they're the exception, not the norm, versus volunteering or in a yoga class where they're taking care of themselves, they're clearly passionate about something. Those, in my mind, are really clear indicators of people that I want in my life. Awesome. And last but not least, what about just meeting women out and about? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of other podcasts have been spent on day game and approaching during this, um, on the street, but... Honestly, when moving to a new town and trying to get things going, street can be the most difficult, so that's why it's last on the list. I really would encourage you guys to exhaust the other options first. Start to get your feet wet in a music scene, in an art scene, and sign up for a course of some sort, whether it's physical or dance, something along those lines. But when it comes to meeting people on the street, you got to keep a couple things in mind, right? Number one, it's a lot less socially acceptable to approach people on the street. It's very acceptable to approach someone at an art gallery show or in a Pilates class or even volunteering. Those experiences tend to have a very big social component to them. But let's be honest. When you got shit to do, you got shit to do. And the last thing that I'm trying to do when I'm picking up groceries is really talk to other people or interact. In fact, sometimes I'll grocery shop with my headphones in. So it's something to keep in mind. It's not impossible, and there's definitely strategies to do it. But we're trying to set ourselves up for easy wins, easy success first. So that's why I'd I'd recommend doing this last. Once you have all the other things working for you, you have a social circle, you have some spots you really enjoy. Keep it brief, right? We want to match the energy and add a little bit of energy, but we want to keep it brief. No one has time to hear your life story. No one wants to sit there for five minutes flirting back and forth if she's running to the grocery store or she's running to the gym. So let her know that you're interested. Go for the phone number. Make plans. But don't expect to get in a 20-minute conversation on the street because it's really not going to happen. Versus some of these other areas where you can really demonstrate a lot of your personality while you're at the soup kitchen or while you're in Pilates class or after Pilates when you guys are unwinding. So 
just realize that it's a lot more socially acceptable to approach and be successful in those other areas before being concentrated on just going out and randomly hitting on people on the street, right? Once you have a well-rounded social circle, you're not going to have to worry as much about constantly inviting people into your life. They're naturally going to flow into your life. Excellent. Thanks so much, man. All right, show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. Boot camp details for our live programs also at theartofcharm.com, and that's where you're going to find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as well. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for The Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's really it. And you guys can help us. Subscribe in iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Write something nice and we will love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash The Art of Charm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. So tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week, go out there and get social, and leave everything better than you found it.